Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches in training, and the teenagers I've trapped in the woods. I'm Alicia Herter. And I'm Tara Kett. And I need to call my mom. Does anyone have a phone? You can't get cell signal out here, baby. There's no cell signal. It's like any good horror film. We're in the middle of nowhere. We've seen that log twice already. <laughs> Why are we following the breadcrumbs? Yeah. Do you have the map? I don't have the map. Who has a map? The phone is a map. The phone doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. It's not looking too good for us. On today's episode, Mayan Astrology Part 2, which is in the news and a protection spell. This is our regularly scheduled programs. Mm -hmm. All your little extras that you've been just chomping at the bit for. I am so excited. We are going to get into it. But first, Tara. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Tell us. Well, a week, not even a week, five days ago. Oh, my gosh. I was bewedded in front of God and country. <laughs> in front of the old country buffet. I was wedded to my beloved. And now I'm in Spain. Oh. What a lovely little life you live. I know, I know. I had been working on my Spanish mm -hmm. for probably the past year. And the easiest way I've found to learn Spanish is through um, old musical covers from the 1950s and 60s. That's really like ca funny. Cafe Ojos. Yeah. Brown Eyed Girl and stuff like that. Um, but the problem is, is every time I speak to people, I sound very romantic. Ooh, that doesn't sound like a bad thing. Yes. Or it wouldn't be if I weren't on my honeymoon. I mean, oops, got to lock you down a little bit. But it's beautiful. I definitely packed enough underwear. Where in Spain are we? In España. We're in uh, Mallorca. Mallorca. Okay. In Palma. Wow. And then next week, a week from today, we're going to go to Barcelona for a few days. And then we're going to head home. Barcelona. And, uh, yeah. Barcelona. I see. Ooh, that's so much fun. E2, 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 E2. Well, myself Mi and vida. all the Witch Yes listeners are hoping you're having a great honeymoon. Thank you. Thank you, Witch Yes listeners. And, you know, so many, so many baby witches reached out and congratulated me. And one listener sent me money, which is really funny. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love I was, that. She sent me $5 and she was like, because you said to do it. And then I was like, oh, that's so funny. I'm keeping this. Finally, someone who listens to us. That's all I've ever wanted really to feel is. heard. Just help me get one Starbucks. A fiver doesn't even do it these days, you know? No, you can barely, you can't get any syrup. Mm -mm. You could get a tall iced Americano. They just give me oat milk. Just a glass of oat milk. Actually, no, they probably can't afford that. It's just milk. It's normal milk. <laughs> like a little Santa Claus. <laughs> it's like a cappuccino, nope. but all milk. No fun. <laughs> no sugar. Nothing. Le lechecito. <laughs> But you also, you have something coming up this weekend. I do. For anyone in the L.A. area, A Light in Dark Places has its three final performances this weekend, September 15th, 16th, and 17th. 
I directed a short play, so it's one of five short plays. And A Light in Dark Places promotes suicide awareness and resources for friends and family who have like lost someone to suicide. And it's a really great cause. It's actually, surprisingly, not that much of a bummer, the plays. And there's a health professional that everyone can talk to and do a Q&A afterwards and a reception with complimentary drinks. It's just a really overall great time and everyone's been so great to work with and a light and dark places has also been like so loving and caring and like such a nurturing environment so it's been a lot of fun so I really recommend anyone in LA to come out and see the plays on the 15th 16th and 17th and you can get tickets for that at a light and dark and I'll be there, so maybe you'll see me there. Yeah, maybe meet the actors, meet the director. Get give maybe your tit signed or something. Yeah, give me five dollars in person. Venmo Alicia five dollars. She's not giving it back. <laughs> I can ask for it. Back. I can't afford it. You know what else I can't afford? What? All the hard work we've been doing <laughs> on the Patreon. I cannot stinking afford it anymore. It's a lot of hard work. We are approaching our 100th Patreon episode. We have over 36 hours of extra bonus content, including videos, top secret witchy tea. There are like entire movie and book and cult deconstructions. Yeah. Alicia one time did the most insane RPG about <laughs> wizards in like our first year. Yeah. It's brave. It's bold. Innovative. Mm -hmm. And for $5 a month, it can be yours. You can get access to all of that. I love it. Yeah. Come join. It's the place to be, honestly. Yeah. Last week we talked about the Egyptian god Bastet. Bastet. Did we find out how to say it? In the episode we did. And then next week we have the Cottingling Fairies, which has a cameo. From a couple spiritualists Ooh. that we've seen before. It's all connected. It is all connected. As above, so below, and side to side. Front and back. Back to back forth. <laughs> Chacha real smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Okay. All right. Oh, my gosh. Part two, dude. I don't remember anything. No, you have to remember something. I swear I'm not going <laughs> to. I remember that I'm a rabbit. I remember that you are. A vulture, owl, slash, eagle. Yes. Sun, moon, rising. And Marcel is a vulture, owl, slash, jaguar. And the baby witches have to are knives. find it out. <laughs> Coming after <100. laughs> us. <laughs> we always have to be on alert. All right. So what do you guys remember? Because I'm only doing, this is going to be the fastest refresher of your life. Ready? Okay. I hope you caught that. Play that in slow-mo. Times two. <laughs> or... Point oh five. I don't know. Anyways, there's 260 days in the Zolkin calendar, which is one of many, many calendars, but it's the calendar we're focusing on for this Mayan horoscope. And then there are 13 days in the Zolkin called the Tresena. Each day of the Tresena has a unique vibration, and that's part of the galactic tones, the cosmic tones, and... They each have a very different vibration and a different influence over us. That's a number one through 13. And so we talked about how you needed your day sign and you needed your tone number to find your Tresena sign. I need like three hands, I feel like, to explain I this. I know, yeah. You need like AI, like third hand coming out. So today we're going to focus on the cosmic tones. So the numerology bit that helps you find the Tresena. And fortunately for you... There are only 13 tones, 13 numbers. So we're going to blow through this so easily. It's going to be a vibe. And then reintroducing 
my Vanna White, my heart to my organs, Miss Tara Kack. Your butt to your hole. Yeah, my butt. <laughs> Hello. You are going to help me read these different numbers. Will you please, my darling, start us with what's in the box for number one? What's in the box? A staunch woman. <laughs> uh, number one. Those born with the number one are good at starting projects. Are they good at finishing them? Let's find out. <laughs> Ones are able to gather the energy that they need to create. Ones are usually in touch with creative energy in some way. They're touching it. They're squishing it. They're squashing they're it. They're kissing it. They're kissing it. They're licking it. Mm -hmm. They're dipping. They're dabbing. They have very strong convictions and will often devote themselves to a cause that may be the focus of their entire lives, which is a little extreme. It's a lot of commitment. Wait, I'm number one, I think. <laughs> Isn't that what I am? <laughs> God damn it. I'm like over here like these fucking idiots. Um, they don't like to follow a daily routine and are often going to feel like they're in a rut if they don't have enough variety in their lives. Same. These people are always open to try new things. One's like a challenge and will work hard to accomplish their goals. The one personality can be aggressive and even domineering and they usually have a very strong opinion. Even though it may be hard to get along with them. They can be very loyal friends and good partners. And also, they're very sexy. And also, they're very wealthy and funny. And then I had written, who do you think this is? Is it Alicia, Marcel, or Tara? But we did let loose in the last episode that it is you. This is me. Spoiler alert. Would you have thought that description would be you, though? Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time once I say I'm going to do something, I commit to it. It's mm -hmm. like, I think we've talked about this before, where like, I can never not be a vegan because I'm too ashamed and it will be my life's goal to be a vegan the rest of my life. Similar to like, I can never do anything besides being an artist because when I was like six years old, I said I was going to do that. And like, that's it. I can never be anything else. I love that for you, though. Yeah. I mean, I said I was going to move to New York. Nobody thought I would. And I did it. Mm hmm. That's where my vulture owl of like having high standards for other people comes in because you consistently meet that. So maybe that's why I have this distorted view of humans where I'm like, you need to be constantly <laughs> achieving just like Tara does. It can't be that hard. That little rabbit, she's running. She's running around, hip hopping. Yeah. <laughs> Heart pounding. <laughs> All right. The number two. Two people are often mysterious. They are attuned to the rhythms of the earth. Two seem to draw people to them. Those around them do not feel the call that is sounding clearly to a number two person. It is very important for two people to follow their instincts. They have a very profound inner guidance system. Two people are very charismatic. They are usually open and friendly. Usually. I like that. <laughs> not always. Usually. They attract partnership. Finding the balance in relationship is vital for two people. Duality is part of this two-ness, which makes sense, like two halves equal a whole, duality. Mm -hmm. And it's a mm -hmm. lifelong struggle for two people. They sometimes find it hard to walk in the world that we know as the earth plane and be aware of the world of the spirit. When they are able to balance all the aspects of their lives, they can manifest great achievements. So one of us is a number two, either Marcel or Alicia. So who do you think? is more two. Uh, you. Yeah, I'm the number two. <laughs> yeah, are you kidding? <laughs> are you I kidding? Mar Marcel is very charismatic, but yeah, it's like, are you joking? You were like, did you write this yourself? <laughs> Which one of us is most interesting girl in the whole world? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, fuck off, get out of here. 
Fucking ins- you are such a two, though. Thank you. And also, I like the idea of the duality because I do sense that in you a lot. Mm-hmm. It's hard. I gotta keep sh- two ships above water, mm-hmm. and I'm only the captain of one. It's crazy. <laughs> All right, number three. Will you read it, Miss Tara? Yeah. So if you're born in the number three, you will always be on the move in some way or another. You're moving and grooving, and we cannot keep you still for two seconds. <laughs> Threes like to initiate change and variety. Nothing is ever good enough for them. They need more. That's not written here. That's just me. Uh, Three people have a great sense of rhythm. They usually enjoy expressing themselves through movement, which is true because Marcel is a good dancer. Mm -hmm. Dance and music are a big part of a three person's life. Three people need to be able to express themselves freely. And when they do, this clears up their energy fields and helps them to focus and be productive. The struggle for inner peace is always a big concern for three people, and they often try to help others find balance and harmony as well. Oh, baby Marcel, the number three. I thought it was very interesting how it's like one, two, three, like all of us. I don't know even know how because it's like we share the same year of birth. He's a different year. We're literally like 10 days apart. We're 11 days apart. 11 days apart. And like... And a few hours. Five hours. Yeah. yeah. I was just trying to remember. Because it's hard because your mom went into labor and she had a really long labor. Mm-hmm. So I always think about that. Yeah. Whenever I think about your birth. I know. Your mother's labor. 1230 a.m. baby. 1231 a.m. Me popping out being like, it's a fucking Tuesday. <laughs> Why? Shuts, 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 shuts. All right. Cosmic tone number four. Fours are always looking for and appreciating foundation and stability. A four person will work tirelessly to create roots or a home base. They need to have a safe place to land where they feel secure and protected. Those born under the tone four are practical and in touch with reality. These people are very good at following routines and plans. They just want a home. Yeah, this is has some cancer energy to it. It really does. Like making your home, keeping it, bringing mm-hmm. people to it. Mm-hmm. security mm-hmm. number five very intelligent these are the smarties okay if you're a number five you should be in ap classes and if you're not you're underachieving they love to question what they see around them they enjoy gathering information and organizing it into something productive maybe like a pdf <laughs> the five born also have a desire to investigate many areas of life they are naturally curious kitty cats mm. there are private investigators they are shamefully discharged detectives yeah. <laughs> trying to win back their wives by solving the big case. And they love to oversee projects, which make sure that they're done correctly, right? Mm-hmm. So maybe some control issues going on in here with the fives. Some kind of micromanaging. Yeah. 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 Fives also will be the first to question a plan or a situation. Sounds like fun. <laughs> and they and they feel if they feel like it's not being handled correctly. So maybe a little bossy. But maybe she's not bossy. She's just the boss. Maybe she's just the boss. Or maybe maybe she is bossy. But she's very smart. Yeah, and we like that about her. Exactly. I just wish she'd be nicer about it. <laughs> she's just so mean. She makes me cry. <laughs> Cosmic tone number six. If you are a six person, then you know the beginnings and endings are part of life. Thank you. You are a real human. You do not fight <laughs> changes, but allow yourself to work with them. Six people can be good negotiators. A six personality is always interested in making whatever is going on in their life better. They are responsive to the needs of others and will usually try to find a solution that will work for all concerned. A six person can be critical, 
It is important for six people not to be too hard on themselves as well as others. This is giving Virgo. Mm-hmm. Six is Virgo. Yeah. Number seven. Lucky number seven. Do not give a fuck about you. <laughs> they don't care. They're not concerned with the group. They like solitude. Their favorite weather is rain. Oh, so that they don't have to go outside. They get to miss all yeah. their appointments. We're rescheduling. But I've never intended to see you in the first place. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to read the same Harry Potter book I've been reading over and over and over again. Because that's what I like. They are strong individuals. They are strong individuals. They like to ponder the mysteries of life by themselves. Don't bother them. <laughs> Sevens have a very spiritual nature to them. They can be attracted to the dark or the light. They will be the first to question authority because they don't like you. Mm -hmm. Even though the seven nature makes them appear distant and even isolated, they are loyal friends. If you can catch one. <laughs> if you break like into little, their home. You drop from the seal. You, like an eagle, grab them. <laughs> carry them away but they will stick by someone they care about through whatever may come right so it's once it's kind of like if you're chosen they're in it for life they're like a tick mm -hmm. they're like a mole sucking your life source i'm sure they're fine i'm sure they're wonderful yeah i'm not actually sure because they're never around <laughs> <laughs> number eight the eight persona is one of structuring and restructuring eights are in a continual process of evolving and redefining what already exists an eight person is always interested in changing boundaries. Eight people love to travel and see what the world is like in other places and with other perspectives. So think polygamous relationships. Think we're doing structures, we're changing them, we're redefining them. Who is it that they want to be? Mm -hmm. And it's all about the journey's the adventure. It's not the destination. Exactly. exactly. Number nine. Nines are able to persevere until a project is done. A lot of these are project related. They are. We are in a capitalist society and we are producing. Yeah. They're very detail oriented. 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 They're oiled. Oh, a well oriented machine. <laughs> a madness. <laughs> Chaos and confusion. They are detail-oriented. They like to feel that whatever they are working on has a higher purpose or is working for the greater good, right? Like, I need to feel like I'm doing a good thing. There yeah. needs to be a reason I'm here. I can't just go to Starbucks and put on my little green apron every day and get spat on by Debra's. I don't know. Making me coffee is a higher purpose, honestly. That's how I feel. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a manager in every Starbucks that says, we save lives because we <laughs> give the coffee to the doctors that go and save lives. I love that. I remember my first manager told me that. And then he told me a lot of other weird things. So <laughs> nine people can be moody and can be overtaken by depression. So keep an eye on them. Keep a hand reached out. This creates a paradox for them because they want to complete their work, right? They want to feel like they can get shit done. But they feel like everything is pointless when the gloom sets in, right? I was saying I should be a number nine. <laughs> Really? When the gloom sets in? Oh, the June gloom sets in. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's just time for rest and it's relaxation. Just, yeah. The June groom. It's just time for cartoons and finding things mm -hmm. to make you happy. Despite that, despite all this gloom, the number nine is also associated with patience. This is because nine people are all about getting to the finish line of whatever is important to them at the time. When they're in the right frame of mind, a nine person will keep going until the goal is achieved. We are not here to be the fastest. 
but we are here to be the strongest. Oh, I love that. So and steady wins the race, baby. 100%. Cosmic tone number 10. This is the number of manifestation. 10 people like to take what is raw and unrefined and bring it into the world. Those born under the number 10 are able to create with whatever is around to make something valuable and beautiful emerge. I love that. They're looking at like, what do I have? What are my resources? Let's make something. 10 people are usually very responsible, but they do have a tendency to accrue debts. Maybe I'm a number 10. (laughs) I think maybe that, that makes more sense. Tens need to be mindful that the end does not always justify the means. Meaning you don't have to spend $90,000 on your short film. Please don't. But we had to at the time. But you never had to. You never had to. If they focus on their goals and are in harmony with the steps that are needed to get them there, they will manifest their visions. That's beautiful. Thank you. All right. Number 11. 11 people in the whole world. 11% of people. (laughs) No. People that are the number 11 have the ability to strip away what no longer serves so that they can move forward into their new creation. It's very much like cut the fat. Cut people the have its fat. Yes. The nature of 11 people is to be a bit aloof. This can be difficult when an 11 person is in a relationship, though. Okay, keep an eye on that. They constantly clear away the old within themselves, and they help the others to release what no longer serves them. They're like, let's give you a haircut. Let's get some bangs. Mm-hmm. You don't need that old nasty hair. Let's shave it off. Who needs eyebrows? <laughs> Being true to yourself is very important to an 11 person, and they are always looking for balance. 11 people often are very successful when they focus on overcoming challenges that come into their lives, right? Don't get bogged down. We're going to get this done. Striving to heal conflict is the way that 11s are able to be their best. Oh, I like that. They just want to be better and be balanced. Yeah, and they can be. Yeah. Cosmic Tone number 12, second to last one. This number also signifies endings and new beginnings. They did emphasize endings first instead of new beginnings. For this reason, those with the 12 vibration have a certain melancholy around them. Even though they seem to be in touch with endings, 12 people are interested in activation of change and regeneration. These people will always help others set a new course. So I like that moody thing. Like they know things are going to end. That probably contributes to their moodiness. But they also attack it head on and like are like, okay, how am I going to become my next best self? Mm-hmm. Number 12, 2.0. Momentumori situation. Mm-hmm. And then finally, finally, number 13. To the Maya. The number 13 is a very powerful number. It represented going to the highest level of accomplishments. It's the top floor. Ooh, we made it. We're in the penthouse. We did it, Joe. We did it. Those born with the number 13 will be very good at tying up loose ends. Mm. A 13 person will always have a lot of intense experiences that they will either create or the people in their lives will create for them. But they are dynamic. Mm, Some drama llamas. Unexpected change is always part of the 13 person's life. For a 13 person to be happy, they need to realize that change is a constant in their lives. They will be pleased if they can be flexible and allow new situations into their lives. Hmm. And baby witches, these are the cosmic tones. So what you do, you take your day sign, you take your Tresina sign, you take your tone, you psychoanalyze all of them. You figure out what's wrong with you. Yeah. You fix it. And that's you, dude. You did it. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks of madness. I know. We're spinning those calendars around. 
I'm so dizzy. Just trying to make sense of our world and who we are within this world. You know, it's, it is interesting, though. Like, I have never come across this ever in my life. And astrology is so very much a part of, like, our day-to-day. Like, even, like, Chinese horoscopes and stuff like that. Like, that is so present. Yeah. Living in New York City and probably also living in Los Angeles with such a large Asian population. But, like, I have never run into this. It is interesting. Like, we learn about, in school, the Incans, the Mayans, the Aztecs. But really not much more than that, that Mm -hmm. they exist. They built stuff and then they left. Like human sacrifices. That was a big. Yeah. Because what are, you know, what's your eight-year-old mind going to jump to when you hear human sacrifices? You're like, that's weird. That's cool. But yeah, not really about the history or the culture, the astrology. What did they wish for? What did they dream for? Yeah. Kind of makes it seem like, oh, it's only about agriculture when it's like, no, these people had like actual dynamic lives. Mm-hmm. And I wonder, there was um, in our first episode, you mentioned it was in the calendar section. There's one calendar that's, what was it, 52 days? Oh, 52 year cycle. So is that like the average life expectancy? Was it like 52? Was it much younger than that? Like, there's just so much we don't know. That's an interesting question. Yeah, like what sits on 52? Mm-hmm. What is important about that specific number? It's not even like a nice like set of 10. No, not at all. And maybe they didn't even give a fuck about sets of 10. Maybe that did nothing for them. We all get a little like butterflies inside when we think something's easy because it's just by 10. Yeah, yeah. They're probably like, oh, fuck that. No. Eights are death. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even think you can get to 52 with eight, but... It's so interesting. And I'm so glad we were able to dive into this and just learn more about it. Because like you said, it was like not in my knowledge at all, like such a blind spot. And it's nice that we now we know. And Mm -hmm. nice little party trick. What's your Mayan horoscope? Let's look it up. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also very interested in the, the fact that they're in Mesoamerica and North America. There's a really strong interest in like the layered heavens and hells. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. And like the layered worlds, like that shows up so much in Native American mythos when you think about cosmology mm-hmm. that like I would love to take that and dive into that further. Yeah. Like, who are the Death Lords? That's interesting. And it's also like on the Western side, very like Dante's Inferno. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's interesting how like this is happening in a culture that has no communication with the different culture centuries apart and just like how I don't know, that collective unconscious maybe where it's like we all kind of have the same ideas and thoughts but then done differently in our own unique ways. Oh my gosh, wait. Okay. Yeah. Before we end. Yeah. Did you watch that documentary Cave of Bones? Oh no, I didn't. Oh my God. Baby witches, you have to watch this. So it starts off as just like a regular cave documentary and they're talking about like this pre-homo sapien humanoid species that only lived in this really specific area in Africa and they are the oldest depictions or evidence that we found of people burying their dead Mm. but the way that they bury their dead is indicative of a species that believes in an afterlife so is it that we think of the concept of an afterlife and religion and spirituality as something that's like very innate to homo sapiens but could it be that it's actually something that goes beyond our species? Ooh. Like beyond, we know Neanderthals had a spirituality because of all of their like writings and stuff like that. Or not writings, but like the way that they conceived of the world. Mm-hmm. But like even beyond that, the Nedaledi, like how far back, 
who were the first fucking monkeys that thought about the concept of heaven? Yeah, that had these deep thoughts, spirituality That's, and thoughts. It's innate, innate to our species. There's something biological happening in our brains that makes us susceptible to like this kind of worldview. And that's crazy. That is crazy. I would love to see like the atheist monkeys too, just being like, no guys, like, come on. Are you serious? Well, you believe in a giant monkey in the sky? Yeah, come on. Oh, it's stupid. Idiot. <sighs> Drinking four logo. <Yeah. laughs> Asshole. I know. Greg. Just monkey. a mean, mean monkey. All right. Well, let's get away from these mean, mean monkeys and on to which is in the news oh my gosh i've been waiting you have you didn't give one last episode all right for this news cycle we've got two news articles for you so let's get into it and uh speaking of burying your dead we're talking about grave talk today holy shit i didn't even plan that yeah have you heard of grave talk have you seen any of that on your tiktok feed is this like people that clean graves? Yes, is it is. Oh, really? Yes. I've, saw, I've seen a couple by, I think, a particular woman. Yeah. And so Grave Talk is the new trend on TikTok. On this channel, creators post videos of themselves following cooking advice, visiting burial sites, and cleaning gravestones, as Tara said. And if you're confused about the following cooking advice part because you're like, they're dead, some tombstones have recipes engraved on them. It'll be like grandma's favorite brownie recipe. And they'll like put it on the gravestone. So people will go, like take a picture of that, go to their kitchens, cook it, and like eat it or like normally come back with it. They don't like leave the brownies there. But like kind of be like, look, I made your brownies. Like it's very nice connection with someone like after they've died. Oh, that's beautiful. Which what would you put on your tombstone? If it's a recipe? If it's a recipe or I don't know, maybe even some like quest i think a quest would be really funny i do like the idea of a quest something cryptic yeah like my buried treasure 50 paces from here doth lie on the summer solstice and x will show you <laughs> my riches Ooh. do you have something do you have something you would put on your gravestone no i don't have anything i just thought of that question but i just love that idea like someone's old recipe or something It'll just be like an avocado toast recipe. Yeah. It's mama's chili. Yeah. It just says pumpkin spice latte. I'm just a vibe, honestly. Pumpkin pussy and poppin'. Yeah. (laughs) Poppin' pumpkin pussy. Prayer. Yeah. Pumpkin pussy and prayer. (laughs) And prayer. As for cleaning the gravestones, usually you see someone clean the tombstone and over the video is them telling the viewer about the deceased. A lot of history and research actually goes into this. It's like actually really interesting to watch them because they'll like dive into the family's genealogy or be like, this child was a stillborn, but it had a sibling who died like at the age of three because, you know, children just did not last long back then. The videos sometimes reach the families of the dead people who kind of just take it as a sign that their loved one is okay in the afterlife because someone's like giving them attention in this life. It's very cute. And then as demand for cremation increases in the United States, Grave Talk creators are hoping to inspire a new generation of cemetery enthusiasts or taphophiles. I didn't know that word. I've never heard of this. Who can help conserve the country's past, like going around, cleaning up, 
finding who these people are, what their story is. However, creators say that there is still work to be done to making Grave Talk more inclusive. Because usually people who are middle class or upper class would have been able to access gravestones. And since America has a history of demolishing Native American burial sites and African-American cemeteries, this makes it harder to have Grave Talk be more inclusive. And I mean, we did a whole episode based in New Orleans and so many of those... Oh, they get washed away. Yeah, the bones Mm -hmm. and like the grave robbing witch who was trying to sell bones online. Yep. You know, it is fascinating. It is very, very crazy. And so I would say... If this sounds like up your alley, check out Grave Talk or honestly, I might have even just said someone's new favorite hobby to do. Mm-hmm. You might have unlocked something in some way. I know. I'm a cemetery girl. I don't know about a cleaning a grave stone thing. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm that girl, but I'm a nice walk in the park cemetery girl. Yeah. When we went on a tour of Greenwood Cemetery when I first moved to New York, they talked about how cemeteries used to be viewed more as parks as opposed to like places Mm. of mourning they were also like places of celebration like people would have picnics there and like our relationship to the dead has like further and further like moved apart because we're so afraid of death but death used to be so much closer oh I wonder why probably our life expectancy and like I don't know we're just like not around death anymore we've kind of medicalized yeah death people don't die in their homes anymore or desensitized it or spookified it with media maybe that's part of it Mm -hmm. as well i'm sure there's a lot of answers to that question and also it's probably easier to like approach death when you have a culture that believes in an afterlife so strongly Mm -hmm. where now i think that people are more afraid of death because we're so we're more unsure than we've ever been yeah no that makes a lot of sense all right and our next and final story was the Montgomery Brawl caused by witches. We are doing sleuthing. We are going to find out. But first, we got to tell you what the Montgomery Brawl is. Because I didn't know. Yes, tell us. On August 9th of this year, a fight broke out on the riverfront in Montgomery, Alabama, where a riverboat called Harriet II tried to dock. A group of boaters had mowed their pontoon boat in the spot designated for the Harriet II, and refused to move. So basically, they like took their parking spot. It caused the riverboat's 227 passengers to wait 45 minutes before they could deboard, which is annoying, but it's not like you're there for days. Mm-hmm. I guess it's hot. Alabama. Alabama. Mm. That's a good point. Alabama in August. Oh, no, thank you. Yeah. Mosquitoes. The Harriet II's co-captain, Damian Pickett, went ashore along with the dockhand to request the pontoon to move but they did not comply because they're assholes. Video shows that Pickett, who is a black man, and the 16-year-old dockhand, 16, eventually tried to move the boat themselves, like kind of like push-pull sort of situation. That's when the group of white boaters attacked Pickett, punching and kicking him to the ground, and the dockhand was also hurt, like literally a child. He's 16 years old. Who attacks a kid? I know, so fucked up. Also, who attacks anybody? Who attacks anyone? Others who were on the riverboat and on the dock saw what happened and rushed in themselves, turning the fight into a, like a now viral melee known as social media as the Montgomery Brawl. So it just became like a huge fucking fight. The brawl garnered national attention. However, it has not to this date been labeled as a hate crime. But however, however, an eyewitness said that she overheard a racial slur being used. Several people have been charged, including a man accused of swinging a chair during the brawl. So we're just bringing props in. This is like WWE. 
Yeah. Oh my God. That's so crazy. So this is all context for our story because you guys are listening and you're like, where's the witches? So days after the Montgomery brawl, a video began to circulate on social media that allegedly showed a group of 30 witches at that same spot on the riverfront. And this was the caption of that video. Ready? Two hours before the Montgomery, Alabama brawl. Brawl is spelled wrong, just so you guys know. So it makes it even better. It's like brawl. 30 witches walked to the river to give sacrifices and to burn incense to the ancestral spirits, which opened portals to demonic familiar spirits. In all caps, this part. As the witches stated, nothing is a coincidence. This definitely explains how the situation escalated the way it did. Oh my gosh, what a caption. I like that it's, as the witches stated. (laughs) As above, so below, but they don't have like the vocabulary for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This video circulated around like wildfire through, I'm sure, conservative media groups. And we are here to debunk it. We are your little private investigators. We are here. This video has been found false. Boom. The women weren't witches. What? Why would they be witches? They were part of a weekend event for black women that promoted mental, physical, and spiritual healing called the Feminine Flow Experience. So one, they weren't witches. And two, y'all were being racist. Yeah, oh my God. Also, look at where all of this started. I know. It's like, what the fuck? The event had nothing to do with witchcraft or demon worship. But I guess people saw these women toss petals into the river, like flower petals. And it's like, why did they do that? Well, one, it's none of your fucking business why they did that. At least they're not like actually littering. It's literal flower petals. Who cares? Stay in your fucking boat. I know. And number two, there is actually a really good answer to this question. During the 1800s, Montgomery served as the leading hub in transporting and selling enslaved African-Americans. Ships carrying enslaved people often docked at the riverfront, where slave traders forced them to disembark before being paraded up and down Commerce Street to be sold in markets, which... Ew, that it's called Commerce Street. Yeah. All of that is ew, but also, like, now you're literally labeling the street because of, like, what you're selling there. It's it's a lot of gross. I'm not going to lie. Montgomery. I know, I know. Alabama, Alabama. So in a weekend dedicated to healing from trauma, the Feminine Flow Experience encouraged their participants to go to the nearby river to honor those who had come before them by throwing flower petals into the river. Not witchcraft. Just some good old healing. What a crazy accusation. What a crazy racist, mm-hmm. like, circle jerk. It really, like, all the way around, all sides. Because it couldn't be that just, like, a bunch of drunk riverboat people didn't want to move their fucking shit because they felt so entitled. Yeah. And then when a black man came to confront them about it because it is his job to dock here. Yeah. No, it's got to be witches. And let these passengers, who I'm sure are so annoying, off a boat. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they're they're being the worst. I would, too. I'm sunburned by now. Probably 45 minutes. 100%. And that has been Witches in the News. Thank you so much. (laughs) I'm so angry. Yeah. Reeling from it. Wow. It's crazy. I mean, shout out to the Feminine Flow Experience. Yeah. That sounds really sick. But come on, guys. Get it together. Okay. Baby witches, you've been waiting for two weeks to receive your spell. And here it is. Ooh. It is a protection spell by Aaron Murphy Hiscock. We need it. We're moving into the end of the year. 
And maybe you're caught in some old patterns. Maybe you're caught in a riptide with a couple of people that you find difficult. Maybe you're going through a difficult time. School just started. It's getting hard, isn't it? Mm -hmm. You can do it. And here's a way you can protect yourself from all of those negative feelings that people are projecting onto you. So I'm going to read from Aaron's book, Protection Spells. So this is a very simple spell that can be performed daily. It absorbs the emotional negativity around you and reduces the amount that gets passed on to you. So this is what you're going to need. White cotton thread or a lightweight yarn. It has to be cotton. It cannot be plastic. Oh, that's good to know. Scissors for cutting. A heat-proof dish and matches or a lighter. And then I'm going to say, I'm just going to add on here, a little cup of water for safety. Mm-hmm. And your mom's permission. And mommy's permission. And a parent or guardian present. Mm-hmm. So this is what you're going to do. You're going to center and ground. Cleanse yourself. Take a bath. Take some deep breaths. Those witch yes three patented deep breaths. Cut a length of the cotton yarn about 10 inches long and tie it into a loop and slip it over your wrist. Okay? Now you have a little charm bracelet. Aw, so cute. As you put this on, I want you to say the following. White cotton absorb the general negativity around me so that my emotional balance remains unaffected. Or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. Magical bracelet. Take one for the team. (laughs) I'm tired. Protect me. Wear the loop bracelet all day. Okay, don't take it off for home ec or gin. At night, slip it off and coil it into a heat-proof dish and say, thank you for protecting my emotional well-being. Or say, thanks, Mm brah. Appreciate you. Light it and then let it and the emotional negativity it has collected burn away and then repeat as needed. So every day, this little charm is going to protect you and absorb all of that negative energy just like a Kotex pad. Wow. Throw it away afterwards. I know. You could be making a lot of these. You're just constantly making. You have to open an Etsy. Exactly. We should do that. No, I don't want to do that. No, that sounds like so much work. But you know what's? Who else is working hard? You, me, and a couple other people we'd like to thank. We would like to thank Marcel Perez, our producer, our number three, Mallory Porter, our creative director, and Kevin McLeod for the music in the intro and outro. I'd also really like to thank anyone who's left an Apple podcast review or subscribed to our channels on Spotify, wherever else you're getting podcasts these days. There's so many places. Head over to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, write anything you want. It really helps people discover us. And as we're moving into spooky season, Alicia and I don't advertise. So we really rely on those reviews and you guys telling your friends, hey, I know these two fucking idiots. (laughs) You're gonna love them. We're your favorite idiots. And if you want to find me, Alicia, I'm on Instagram at Alicia period herder. And if you want to find Miss Tara, I'm on Instagram at her lovely face. Because we want to see those bridal pictures. That's really it. That's why you got to head over to her Instagram. Yeah. And also you guys can see me in a couple weeks in Dallas for the Dallas Other Art Fair. And then in November at the Brooklyn Other Art Fair. We're on Instagram at which yes. Share an episode in your stories. Tag us. and We'll feature you in our stories. You can also head on over to the Witch Yes Discord server. There's a link in the show notes. And if you don't like any of the socials, you can contact us via email at witchyespodcast at gmail.com. And baby witches, if you are starting to get a little autumnal, if you're starting to get a little pumpkin pussy, mm-hmm. there are 10 extra super spooky pumpkin pussy poppin' episodes. Pumpkin pussy poppin' prayer episodes yeah at our prayer and pumpkin pop patreon <laughs> so go to our patreon five dollar patreon which is in above they get pumpkins 
but in the form of two extra episodes a month, which makes this a weekly podcast for them. They get access to our close friends list and more if you go up to $10. And then every time we have a new full-length episode, they know way ahead of time. So a lot of the questions we had over the past two weeks have come from baby witches. I love it. I love you. They're mommy's favorites. The pussy poppin' pumpkin pre-chi favorites. Popcorn favorites. The popcorn pussies popped my pachenko machine. <laughs> popped my pineapple. Popped, yeah, popped my pineapple on Patreon for $5 a punk. <laughs> I love it. And because I love it too, I guess that means this has been Witch Yes. yes. Bye. Bye. Love you. Good night.